Welcome to What Builders Don't Tell Their Clients podcast with your hosts, Joel Miner and Andrew Quadrio. Joel and Andrew are on a mission to make you aware of all the unnecessary pain and unavoidable costs that commonly happens throughout a building or renovating process, educate you on how to avoid these common mistakes, as well as share knowledge, experience, ideas, and inspiration so you can enjoy your building experience. What Builders Don't Tell Their Clients podcast. If you want to know any more information on this episode of what we've been talking about, click the link below. This link right here. Click it. Come on, click it. Yo. Now you're watching. All right. Welcome back to another episode of What Builders Don't Tell Their Clients. Andrew, how's lockdown going, mate? In the, uh, oh, it's wonderful. Wonderful down here. Welcome. Hello to all our Sydney listeners that are in lockdown with us. Um, it's gangs of fun, but we'll get through it. It's only a couple of days to go, hopefully. Oh, what a journey. What a journey. Uh, what we were talking about off air... Um, I was talking with a conversation. What I want to get a lot of people, I don't get a lot of people doing it, but I see it happen with certain particular things, especially in sheds, um, sometimes in bathroom renovations, it happens quite often. Yep. But the topic of conversation is, is can I, you know, supplying your own materials and out, you know, sourcing your own product to basically, you know, getting someone to install it. And I had a had a conversation with a with a client um, previously this week, and we were talking about. You know, I was wanting to get a shed done, and he'd sort of got some got a, got a price off a bloke I knew um, that owned the shed company, and he was basically uh, one of the shed everything basically for them to manage it all, do it, build it, install it, put the slab down, the whole lot. Now, um, anyway, I hadn't heard, he hadn't heard back from him, and then um, I'd I'd gotten a message from a guy saying, "Hey, are you interested in putting a shed up?" I said, "Oh, it's not really something we do. We you know normally sort of do the start to finish. You know, we'll supply the kit to the council." And we'll install and everything, um, you know, doing installing other kits. We have dramas with certain things, and it, it just leads to a whole other issue. Anyway, I just give another guy's number, and he said the same thing. And he said, "Oh, I've already given this guy a priceless job, so he's obviously gone and bought the shed from somewhere else. He's organising his own concrete, which which is fine. But I want to talk to you about what some of the issues this can lead on to, because I know Andrew, like you know, you probably had similar things with bathrooms and stuff as well. But mm. it's it just leads to a whole issue. It's like for the for the money people try and save. So I get why they do it. It's it's you know let's outsource this and see if we can get it from somewhere else for a little bit cheaper. Now I want to I'm going to relate this to a shed because this is a very good example of what happens because it, I see it quite a lot. You know I'm going to get I found a shed company in Bundaberg. They're a thousand bucks cheaper. I'm going to go order the shed from there. Right, oh sweet, no worries. Shed kit rocks up. Builder goes to go build it. Slab might be down already, ready to go. And you get there and you realize that the certification on the win rating for the shed and the engineering is not to the standard that, you know, for that particular area, you know, in, in we're in a high wind class zone. So you get, you know, different wind ratings. So there's got to be certain wind speeds that have got to be, it's got to be able to handle certain wind speeds. So if a cyclone comes through, it's, you know, it's not going to blow down and fall away. So it might stay there. Yeah. So, and, and that straight away gives you the cost difference of, you know, well, that's probably it's lighter gauge it's material, much. lighter gauge yeah. tin, thinner, you know, C channel, smaller C channels, you know, all that sorts yeah. of stuff. And it might seem cheaper at the start. And I see a lot of people do this and it just, it kind of grinds my gears a bit because it's like, yeah, we're saving money, but then it's like when we go to do it and then find, and it's all wrong or something's not right. It's, it just costs so much more money than to deal with someone in your own local town who understands you know, what wind classifications you have, understands your council and your certifications, how, you know, what needs to be done to do all that sort of stuff. Like, 
it, it, it just really annoys me because it ends up costing you, the client, you know, a lot more money than the thousand dollars you did save at the start. And it's, and like building other shed kits and stuff. Yeah. Like it takes the builder or whoever's building it a longer period of time because yeah, they're all the same principle and all the same concept to build a shed, but they're all slightly different. They're all slightly different. Bracketry works different. Sea pellets go together different, different type of bolts and you know, different type of engineering for each particular kit. And it just, it, the shed builders obviously then going to charge you more to put it up because it's not one of their regular kits that they put together because it takes them long, longer. They've got to read the engineering. They've got to do all that sort of stuff. So I just want to share some light on that because at the end of the day, it's, it's really beneficial to talk to someone who lives in your area, who has knowledge of where you live and preferably finding someone who can do the job start to finish. If that's how you like to do things, mm. you know, you know, some people mm. do like to manage their own kit and manage their own council application and just find a builder and you know i'll get a concrete i've got a mate who does all that you know i've got another good story about a concrete um concrete job we did too is um this lady had wanted a, a concrete slab for a shed put down had a shed kit sitting there ready to go and um i think she said oh can you give us the price to do the shed kit and i think i was about double the cost of the other bloke anyway she goes oh the other guy can do it for two and a half grand and i looked and said two and a half grand she goes, yeah. And I said, I sat there and worked it out. And I'm like, I think the concrete, the, I worked out the concrete to come in at $2,600, just the concrete supply. Only. I said, what size, what <laughs> size only, slab? Yeah. Like what size slab are you getting? That's just the supply of the concrete. Anyway, never heard back from her. Went to go build this, rung, rung this other bloke I knew about. And he said, oh, you want to come give us a hand to build the shed? This, this lady's got the slab down now. I said, oh, right. Go out there and have a look. And it honestly looked like someone had just got the screen <laughs> across the top of the slab, pulled it off and just walked away. And wow. the slab was over a hundred mil out of square. The boxing wasn't straight. It was just like, it was like rough finished concrete. Pay peanuts, you get monkeys. And she goes, really? what, what do I do with it? And I go, put another one straight <laughs> on top of it again. or chop it up and get rid of it. Like, <laughs> chop it up and start again. Oh, now it's going to cost... Pay your, pay your $5,000 this time. Like, now it's going to cost more cost money. It's going to cost a lot more. And, and like, heaps more money. Yes. That's why things going cheap is not always the best. You know, like, mm. it just Certainly pays not. to do your research and make sure you've got at least some form of quotation or written, like, written format of what you're getting also. But it just... Yeah, if something doesn't add up and, you know, even get someone else out there to, you know, get that second price of it, sometimes if you need to get a third one, do it for all means. But you sort of get that gut feeling if you're like, well, is that right? Like, mm. that doesn't sound, it sounds a little too cheap. But, yeah, just, it's, yeah, freaking annoying. <laughs> if you want to know any more information on this episode of what we've been talking about, click the link below. This link right here. Click it. Come on, click it. You know, can certainly be annoying. And, and then the 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 um, uh, it costs the client a lot. Not, not just money wise. It's the stress of it not being right, and it taking longer than it should have as well. Like, yeah. like, like something like that should take you know a few days, a few, two days to prep the slab, a day to pour it, and then the shed can go up within a few days after that, and yeah. it's sort of a two week period sort of thing that yeah. should happen in. Yeah, if you sure. with someone's like that lady there, if if someone's stuffed the stuff the shit the slab up, and you've either got to get it taken up and redone, you've cost yourself an extra week plus the extra money you've got to pay to 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 get it redone and and chop it up. Yeah. So, yeah. 
and then the stress of it all too, like, oh, you know, I didn't want, didn't want to pay this bloke or, you know, this bloke just stuffed me around and the bad experience. Like we talk, we've been banging on this, on this show about um, the, the, the most important thing to us and the most important thing to all the best builders around uh, is, the, is the client experience, not just the product that we, that we produce because any builder can produce, a, a, a 99% of builders can, can produce a pretty good product in terms of the actual build of the house. But not many can say that they that they um, uh, provide their clients a good experience, yeah, and that's and the most important thing. That's what people remember: the experiences, the experiences remembered long after the quality of the work is, is finished. Yeah, like could you imagine that what they remember when they first go to every time they go in that shed? If they got the shed, I don't know whether they got the shed finished or not. But like every time they go, think they go, oh, I remember <laughs> that shed slab we first got that cost us more. Yeah, every time they look at the slab shed, is... it's like yeah, that's the shed yeah. costs more than it should have. Mm, heaps more than it should. And, what and I could have got with that money if I could, if I if I didn't have to redo it. <laughs> yeah, and and something as simple as like you know getting QBC or license checks, like they're normally a pretty good mm. way. Like the Q, the licensing body yeah, don't should normally be your just first check. Yeah, if you're in Queensland QBCC, if you're in New South Wales, check the fair trading website. Like yeah. you just all you got to do is type in. I did the other day for something. I was checking a subby's a subby's license. I was like, and uh, plumber's license in New South Wales. That had look up. Yep. And it came up straight away. And I punched, punched, punched the company number name in. Up it came. How long have you been in business? All this sort of stuff. How long has it been licensed? What they're licensed to do? Yeah, have they have any, have they had any bad dealings with? Um, yeah, you know, yeah. With and then the actually, you know what? I actually even checked my I even checked my own license. I'm like, I wonder what it says about my license. Check my own license. No, no bad things, thankfully. <laughs> but it even showed. Well, one thing I didn't know that I found out is that it showed. Um, how many so we in New Wales have the home we have a home warranty insurance I think everyone does as well but it actually showed where I had had where I had taken out certificates for home for projects and which local government areas yeah. in New South Wales which I did not did so well actually you can see you. like in New South I know for fact in New South Wales now you can see where all these people where where this builder that you're speaking to has has done all their jobs and you can see the level so done of way out in the, in, in the middle of nowhere and then all of a sudden they've come to the city or they've or they've done it on the other side of the city and then they're then they're your part of the city or something like that it might be you know a bit of a, a bit of a flag to say oh hang on just just check on this a little bit more yeah and you can see you can see the level of the level of turnover so they're doing so you can get an idea on what what mm. basing you know how big is their company you know how many sort of guys yeah. what what sort of how many projects they run you can get a bit of an idea yeah. and an understanding yeah. you know so it's good information to look at but um, yeah, for sure. we've talked something similar about this on there. I know oh, you were telling me about a bathroom you had. Yeah, uh, bathroom. Uh, the story actually uh, that came to mind was I had a um, uh, job a couple of years ago where the client supplied all the electrical fixtures and fittings. So the power points, the switches, the, uh, the light fittings, uh, the fans, all that sort of stuff. And the biggest one was, was the one that sticks in my head is the switches for one because they because it was all muddled up as to how we get one gang, two gang, four gang, six gang, however many switches on each one sort of thing, and dimmers and all this sort of stuff is stuffed around forever on that. The client the 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 all three of us, the client, myself and the sparky, ended up like we were just sick of trying to work out what was going to go where and that sort of stuff. And I think I think in the end, I think I think the sparky and I sat down and wrote out this massive list of things that we needed and didn't have that we needed, and then they went and got it. Like we, or we went, we went, we went and, and ordered it at the supplier, and then they paid for it. Um, but the one that stinks in my head is the is the fans. They had rake ceilings in this alfresco area, and these fans um, that they put in there, they didn't buy. They bought the fan. Fan was no problem; could be used outside, no issue. 
but they didn't buy the extension rod for the fan. So we put the fan up, turned the fan on, the fan hit, fan the, hit the ceiling. Fan hit the ceiling because it was only this far off the ceiling and it was a rake ceiling. So it just clipped it as it went through. So we had to repaint the ceiling. We had to go and get the get the get the extension rod, and we had to put it back up again. Pull it down, repaint the ceiling, put it back up again. Yeah. So and explain. Just... So a client wants to supply their own gear. What like? What so like? What reliability does a difference make between you supplying it and them supplying it? Like, what? Well, the thing is, as well as it, it, um, it becomes a bit of a warranty issue in terms of the product itself. Because if 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 I so if I supply if, if, it doesn't matter what it is so kitchen tapware or bathroom tapware or, or electrical um, fixture, if we supply it and we install it, then it's our responsibility. If something goes wrong with it or you know it breaks or whatever, you ring me and say it's broken. I come and fix it, or send some out to come to come fix it. If um, if you've supplied me the fan and the fan doesn't work. Or it works for a little while and then it stops working. I come, I can, okay, I'll send it, I'll send the sparky out to have a look at it. But then if it turns out that's the, the, it's the fan that's the problem, it's your, it, you're on the, it's the um, call out fee is all on you because you supplied the fan. Yeah. It's, it's, it's just, so the warranty's on if you, you. If you've got a plumber and, sitting and the there waiting. Yeah, that's right. And you've got an electric- electrician sitting there, a plumber sitting there waiting for you to get the part or waiting for you to, to work out whether it's the fan or not all the time that it took this took takes the sparky to work out that it's that it's the fan that's the issue or the light that's the issue not not their wiring all that is all that is lumped on you it could be three or four hours like yeah it's not ideal for cost costs, of bomb for the you know cost the, cost 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 that you, th- that you thought you know you might have saved that might it may or may not happen but but sometimes it does and you may have saved I don't know. The builder's margin on whatever it was. Yeah, it's made, but, but light fixtures and things are, are relatively, unless you're going nuts with them, they're, they're relatively inexpensive. So you might spend, you might save a thousand, fifteen hundred bucks. But if you then got to, then you got to have pay for the sparky to come out, it's three hundred bucks call out fee. Then you got to pay, pay him to be there for four hours to work out that it's your fan that's the issue, right? And then you've got to get him back to fit the new fan. There's your fifteen hundred bucks down the drain, and it happens with one light. That's that's one thing. Imagine if it happens with like two or three. Yeah. There's your saving gone. You got to fork out more money that you could, that you could have saved, or you could have just let the builder and the electrician supply install everything. And then you and then if there's any issue, you go. Is on there. Yeah. Yep. You ring them up and you go, "This is there's something wrong with it. Can you come fix it?" They go, "Yep, cool, no worries." They come fix it, then they don't, then you don't see you don't see a bill. And and sometimes it's just something like taps. It's just a, the, the manufacturer miss a wash uh, a washer fitting or something. Yeah, something right. a main thing that well, was a default with it. together. Right. Yeah, it's just the manufacturer's mm. fault, and you know it just it makes it hard. If you're at work and then you're like, oh, builders are going to say, hey, we need this tap. It's sitting there. It's you know, mm. plumber mm. sitting here waiting. The plumber sitting here. It's it's yeah. It makes it quite difficult to you know, and it does happen. Like from time to time, we'll get a tap, and you're like, ah, this is a freaking washing machine or something. We can't finish mm-hmm. putting the tap on. Yeah, hundred percent happens all yeah. the time. So. If you want to know any more information on this episode of what we've been talking about, click the link below. This link right here. Click it. Come on, click it. Yeah, you're watching. Um, I wanted to share this because it sort of annoys me that it just costs so much people, so much more people extra money trying to cut mm. save a few dollars and do this sort of stuff um and it really think does you're saving you're not 
it doesn't benefit. It always seems to end up costing more. So, you got anything else to add to that, Andrew? No, I'm good for this week, mate. Hope you guys are all well. Talk to you soon. All right, takeaways from this week's podcast. Mine is uh, making sure you're getting things suited to your particular area. Like I said, with, with shed kits, it's just making sure that you know your local council, zoning, whether it be wind rating or, or bushfires or anything like that, um, rules change. So, yes, be careful. Yeah, very, very careful. Um, and to the one for me uh, this week is uh, make sure that you um, – do your research when you're going to supply your own material because uh, it can be pretty costly. You know, it can be costing you a lot more down the track if something goes wrong with it. So make sure you do your research. All right, guys. We'll see you next week. Bye. Don't forget, guys, um, we've got a, our come and join our Facebook group, the Builders Don't Kill Their Clients Facebook group. Share the podcast in there to talk about all the topics that we're on. We take a suggestion from you guys on what we could, um, what we can talk about. We'd love hearing that from you guys. Um, any other feedback stuff is awesome as well. We're trying to get make this show as uh, beneficial for you <laughs> as the homeowner or the renovator or looking at doing something with your home. Um, this is this is all for you guys. So any feedback from you guys is greatly appreciated. Also on Instagram as well, we have got a What Builders Don't Tell Their um, yes, Podcast right. Instagram yeah. page as well. So and if you want to watch any of these back, YouTube, but if you're already watching this, then... I'm assuming you found it. So most Probably people have. seem to watch it on the Spotify or, you know, listener apps, all that sort of stuff. This brings us to the end of this week's show. I hope you all enjoyed it. I know we did. Hit the subscribe button on all your favorite podcast apps. And if you've got any thoughts or topics that you want us to cover, make sure you hit us up in our DMs. On all the socials, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube. Uh, and this week we're brought to you by... Joel Miner from Refined Space Constructions. And I'm Andrew from Quadrio Building Services. Thanks for listening. I'll see you next week. Bye. If you want to know any more information on this episode of what we've been talking about, click the link below. This link right here. Click it. Come on, click it. Oh. Now you watch it.